Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, everybody. Welcome and good morning to you. It is uh, Thursday. What an important week here as we get closer and closer to the elections coming up. This is a show called Political Coffee, and it's uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, and apparently there are some of you, and that's good. Thank you. The whole reason I do this show is because I want you to change your world. And you do that one person at a time by having persuasive conversations with persuadable people in your world. I'm not talking about having arguments with people you have no business talking with, you're wasting your time with. No, I'm talking about those people, and you know who they are, there are some that are in your world. And they are persuadable, especially right now. Perhaps at no time in my years of living have I I just seen an opportunity here for powerful, powerful um, realignment of, of political ideals. And this is necessary if we're going to preserve our constitutional republic, because that's what it is. It's not a democracy, folks. It's a constitutional republic. So this Saturday, we're going to have an event on the Capitol steps. Stop Measure 114. If you're looking for a sign about that, it is literally... They will be there available. Now, thanks, Avis, uh, for passing on to me uh, an, an important email from the Oregon Firearms Federation, which is really the only group that is fighting Measure 114. I, I don't know where the NRA is. They're certainly not putting out any money. They're certainly not running any ads. They have all this money. But I am told, and I think it was... Um, Someone at our political coffee class the other night that said that the NRA is spending huge sums of money defending lawsuits against Wayne LaPierre, the much maligned executive director of the NRA. Yet the only group in Oregon that's fighting 114 is the Oregon Firearms Federation. You should keep that in mind when you're giving money to, to groups. Anyway, uh, go to stopmeasure114.com to get the latest on uh, on what's going on. Corby writes me an email. By the way, uh, it is <laughs> uh, just hilarious. Corby writes me an email. Uh, I mean, you just some of this stuff you, you can't make up. It's that crazy. He says, government idiots. And then he gives me a link to an InfoWars article about a man who creates a 3D printed gun. Okay? So he, he prints a gun, 3D printed guns, several of them, 
and he sells them for $21,000 during a New York gun buyback event. So he prints up a bunch of 3D guns and he says, nobody thought this through. They made no specifications. They didn't touch any details. They had no fine print. That's why I was able to walk out of there with 21 grand. And a TV station covered this. He did this on a $200 3D printer that he received for Christmas. You gotta be questioning. I mean, so he drives up from New York City to Utica, rather, New York, where the state attorney general's office was holding a no questions asked gun buyback event. They buy back from you, according to the TV station, WKTV, they buy back from you as many guns as you want to surrender. He took home $21,000, not cash, but gift cards. After bringing more than 100 3D printed guns to the state attorney generals. It's just stunning. And in fact, they said, this is Letitia James, who's going after Trump, right? She literally put a bounty on 3D printed guns. She said, I will give you extra money if it doesn't have a serial number on it. (laughs) He presented the box of ghost guns to a staffer. And he says, the tote says, how many firearms? And the staffer sees the tote and says, how many firearms do you have? And he said, 110. The TV station says the man spent the day haggling and negotiating with the staff holding the event, which culminated in a favorable ruling on his part. And it ended with the guy and the lady from the budget office finally coming around with $42 or the 42 gift cards, counting them in front of me, $21,000 in $500 gift cards. He was amused by the fact that he was able to expose the buyback clause. I'm sure handing over $21,000 in gift cards to some punk kid after getting a bunch of plastic junk is a resounding success, laughed this guy. Gun buybacks are a fantastic way of showing, number one, that your policies don't work, and number two, that you're creating perverse demand. You're causing people to show up for these events and they don't actually reduce crime whatsoever. Game, set, and match. To use a tennis term. Stunning. Oh, and then the New York Attorney General bragged later about obtaining 177 ghost guns. (laughs) On her Twitter account. (laughs) 110, which came from one guy who printed them on a $200 printer. Corby, thank you. If you want to send me an email like that with a, a, a humorous story about government leaders who don't think things through and do stupid things for the dramatic impact they have oh like 
Joe Biden, maybe. You know, Joe Biden saying that um, on his first day in office, shutting down the uh, Keystone XL pipeline and, and over time then, you know, declaring war on fossil fuels and now having to say that he's disappointed that the Saudis and the Russians have decided to cut $2 million or 2 million barrels, rather, a day of oil production. What do you think that's going to do to the price of oil? Hmm, I can't imagine. Other than it going up, how's that good for you? Law of unintended consequences. Or like this great story here uh, from the Northwest Observer. This is Mike Nierman's effort. And some of our listeners, by the way, you should know, actually do write for the Northwest Observer. One of our listeners, Rich, wrote a great piece today. <laughs> You'll love this. Oregon Employment Department to reconsider benefit rules. Now, this also, it's a proposed rulemaking here in Oregon. Now, how, how this affects you is, is undetermined, except that they are the Internal Revenue Service is going to, well, has defined what is equity and good conscience. What? Yes. Equity and good conscience in these new rules that the Oregon Employment Department is going to reconsider. Now, these sound like good rule changes, right? It's all about recipients who get to deduct. Uh, it's all, Senate Bill 172 was passed in um, the 2021 legislative session. It allows recipients to deduct all or part of their unemployment insurance benefit overpayments, if you had overpayments, against future weekly benefits within five years. All right, so it, it's all good. Till you read, and, and this is what the Northwest Observer subheadline is about. You read to the bottom of this article. And it makes it that the decision process for this, the decision process for this, de depends on whether the overpayment recovery whether the state says, no, nah, we overpaid you and we're going to pull that money back, would go against equity and good conscience as defined by the Internal Revenue Service. Now, excuse me, because who's defining what is equity? Who's defining what is good conscience? A federal government, an IRS that just hired 87,000 new or is in the process of hiring 87,000 new employees. Guess who they're going to target? It ain't the rich and famous. It's you and I. A IRS that just had six of its employees indicted for scamming money and taking them rich, fancy vacations with them. No kidding. Equity and good conscience from an IRS that is wholly and completely incompetent.
A state employee who shall never be named also writes me an email. Do we realize, this person writes, that the strategic petroleum reserves are lower than they've been in 40 years? And President O. Biden is committed to sell 10 million more barrels of the reserve? Do we realize that because of all the arms and ammunition we've sent to the Ukraine that we may not have sufficient arms and ammunition available to our fighting forces if conflict broke out and we needed to go to war? Do we realize that over 20,000 servicemen and women are about to be discharged from American armed forces because they did not take the COVID-19 shot mandated by the government? Even though O'Biden said pandemic is over. Hmm. You're right. Uh, a story that I did not get to yesterday that is important in the context of what we're trying to achieve here in Oregon in terms of voting transparency. Um, the CEO of Conatech, Eugene Wu, or you, arrested on suspicion of theft of personal identifying information by investigators from the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. Guess on. Because he put all of the data that led to data breaches on Chinese servers. Most secure election ever, right? More to talk about when we come back. I'm just getting started. Including a whole bunch of polls that show Christine Drazen beating Tina Kotak. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. We will go to the phones in a moment. 503-589-1220. 1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line 503-589-1220 emails jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news and I will go to the phones in a momento here the state Republican Party Executive Committee did censure former Republican Party Chairman and State Senator Herman Bersicker. They did. It's a story in the Oregon Capital, or the Oregon Capitalist, or not Capitalist, Oregon Catalyst. I, I believe in capitalism, believe me. You guys know that. Anyway, uh, they voted the executive committee to, because he endorsed Betsy Johnson for governor. It was unanimous. Now, Herman told me that they weren't going to release it because Justin Huang didn't approve of it, didn't agree with it, and that they didn't want to look like the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Well, I guess they are the gang that can't shoot straight. Four polls, another Oregon Catalyst story shows 
Christine Drazen ahead and Kotek slipping. Interactive polls, or uh, there's has this. Emerson, Nelson, Clout, and DHM all have Drazen ahead, varying degrees. Um, four points, two points, 1.9, and two points. So this is likely a trend. They have Kotek at 34, 31, 35, 33. Johnson anywhere between 16% up to 21%. Now, yesterday, a uh, the vice chair of a county Republican party, who's a friend of mine, who's been castigating me for um, choosing to support Betsy, sent me the results of one of these polls. And it was, it was, it was kind of humorous in a way because it was a meltdown of a leftist here in Oregon. That's why I thought it was kind of humorous. A leftist who was saying that a vote for Betsy Johnson is a vote for Christine Drazen. Why? Because what I've been telling you all along, and it's the same thing that the Cook Political Report and the Larry Sabato Crystal Ball article that we talked about yesterday, both of them came to the conclusion that Betsy Johnson is taken a lot more votes away from Tina Kotek than she is from Christine Drazen. And these polls would bear that out. And that was the meltdown that this leftist was having. Now, my friend, the vice chairman of this county party, said to me, you know, my, my wife uh, has some good advice that, you know, if if what you're doing isn't working, then it's okay to change your mind and go in a different direction. So, you know, I haven't wrote this person back yet, but I, I probably will. And I'll say something maybe along the lines of, you know, you're very wise to heed the advice of your wife. But she's your wife and not mine. <laughs> I'm not married. Uh, and so, having said that, let me just say that I am not going to change my mind. And I'm going to die on that hill with honor. Because I stuck true to what I believed is right. And I believe, of the three people in this race for governor, Betsy Johnson, by far, has the talents and the ability and the grasp on fixing a very broke Oregon. I just wish her advertising would reflect what um, her debate performances, and there is a debate tonight, start at six o'clock. Let's go to Art, who's on the line. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. There are a lot of other talk show people in the state of Oregon across the country that disagree with you, but that's okay. Sure. Um, what I wanted to say, Jeff, is why are not the Oregon gun people 
being proactive instead of reactive. This gun bill is unconstitutional and they should be going after all the people who are responsible for this, including Shamia Fagan. She signed a document to defend and protect the con- us and the Constitution of the United States. And she is not. Um, it's just a shame that we aren't more proactive than reactive. The gun group here in Oregon can get its members to file complaints, to, com- uh, to already be ready to go to court and hold Shamia Fagan and whoever else uh, is responsible for putting this bill forward, uh, responsible for it. None of those people have the right. Let's stop there for a moment, Art, because they turned in the requisite number of signatures on a citizen's petition. She had no choice but to follow the law. So I don't know how she's violating the oath of her office, Art. Well, we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, well, let, let's do that because you're going to have to convince me that she's done something wrong. But your basic premise is correct. We need to be going after this proactively, and we're not. That's back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Well, by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about the um, classy off-the-mic comment from our... Well, the guy that purports to live in... um, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, that's the White House, Joe Biden. Quote, you don't F with a Biden, unquote. What a guy. Let's go back to uh, Art. We'll finish up with him and our other caller. Hang on, I'll get to you as soon as um, Art and I are finished talking. Art, go back. Make the case why Shamia Fagan uh, needs to be held accountable for what does anybody does anybody have the right to take away any of your constitutional rights Jeff (laughs) no so how has she done that okay she's allowed an unconstitutional bill to be put on the ballot and that is wrong. It's against yours. Who, and who mine. has who who has judged it unconstitutional? She cannot, at a whim, Art. This is what you're not understanding about the law. She, on her own judgment, cannot say a measure is unconstitutional and say no, it doesn't qualify. A court can only say that. She isn't. She's done. I don't like her, and I think she's a communist. Okay, <laughs> let's just be honest, Art. Okay. I'm in full agreement with you. What Perfect ought to be example. happening is somebody Perfect. ought to be suing to block this thing from being on the ballot because this is blatantly 
constitutional. Nobody's That's doing exactly that. what I'm saying, Jeff. No, okay. but you don't you don't say it's Shamia Fagan's fault. That's that's where you're going wrong. It ain't her fault. She followed who the allowed, law. Who allowed it to be on the ballot and okayed it? Everybody who signed she that petition. She had no choice. They turned oh, in. They were yeah. given amount of signatures. Yeah. She had the right that? to say we cannot let somebody else, the voters, Take away your second. She does not. Right. You show she me in the Constitution or Oregon law it. where she has the right to do that. Oh, Jeff. You can't because she doesn't. That's wrong, Jeff, because look what they did the cake. Okay, baker. I'm, I'm going to challenge you right now on this entire audience. You find it. You find it where in the statute or even administrative rule, she has the right to determine the constitutionality of anything before she allows it on the ballot. You show that to me, and if you yeah, do, I yeah. will eat my words on air. Okay. okay. I Fagan, promise you. Shamia Fagan has attorneys, uh, especially the AG's office, not that they will do it, to consult them and say, do I have the right to put this on the ballot because it's unconstitutional? Do I have the right to verify the signatures of people to take away the constitutional rights of other people, even though they would like to? And Jeff, I think it's they a could very it. novel legal argument. She has no legal authority to do that. See now, nobody the, to the yeah. the attorney general's office would have to address that. Um, and she should be and they could, it's her but she's not going to because she wants this thing on the ballot because she's a communist. She wants our guns that. to be gone from us. Art, uh, go find that and bring it to me. And hey, I'll give I you, let you go. another example, caller on yeah. the hold. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I look forward to whatever you can bring me. Uh, let's go to the next caller. Caller, good morning. Your thoughts today. Welcome. Hey, good morning. Who am I talking with? I can't hear you. Are you there? Well, okay. Um, see if we can find where that person went. Producer Phil. In the meantime, Dale writes me. Um, oh, apparently that person hung up. Well, that's too bad. Um, you know what, Sarah... What's really sad here, the Biden administration has is apparently spending, according to this story, several stories, $290 million of our money to stockpile drugs, not for pandemic, but for radiation sickness in case of a nuclear emergency. Now, I don't know about you, but um, that would concern me a little bit. In fact, it concerns me a lot. Hey, something that shouldn't concern you is, uh, you know what? If you're looking for a good vehicle, why don't you check out Power Honda? You know, they are the sponsor, um, Power Honda, or the, the Power Auto Group of our our call-in talk line here, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. But my Power Honda specifically is sponsoring this show, too. So if you're looking for a 
used, or a new automobile, why don't you check out Power Honda? Go to their website, mypowerhonda.com, mypowerhonda.com. The, oh, by the way, speaking about oil, there's another Gateway Pundit story here about Chuck Schumer. And there's a picture of Chucky Schumer with Vladimir Putin having a yuck-up moment. In, in 2020, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats blocked Trump's proposal to buy American oil at $24 a barrel and crushed American energy producers. And that in doing so, it was a giant gift to Putin. Uh, yeah, it was. Sure was. Now, oh, you got to love this. Planned Parenthood has announced a mobile abortion unit. It will patrol Illinois borders, seeking to kill babies from neighboring states. Illinois, Planned Parenthood, which I think they get around $300 million of our taxpayer money, maybe more. Yeah, Planned Parenthood, mobile abortion unit. It's interesting to note also that abortion is the thing that apparently is number one on Democrats' minds, except it isn't. And do you know why? Because even though some polls show it, other polls don't. There is a governor's debate tonight. Make sure that you get a chance to watch it. And let's go back to the phones. We'll take this caller. Caller, good morning. Who are you? What do you have to say? Good, good morning. Uh, uh, hello, Jeff. This is, Hi. This is John. Uh, just Hi, wanted to John. talk about what uh, Art had to say. Okay. Hold on just a second. I think I got you doubled here. Okay. Uh, the uh, Oregon Firearms Federation did, in fact, protest uh, the measure. Uh, they protested strongly. They were at the hearing. Uh, but no one, no views were... Uh, listen to except the proponents of the ballot measure. So, yes, we did have people uh, uh, on our side at those hearings protesting it. Uh, that's on, that has been an ongoing uh, effort. So, I, I, you know, to say that nobody yeah, did no, anything no, prior I, I, to I, I, isn't quite correct. And, and I, I will I, say, I, if I, you're I not up that. on I the mean, issues, I, you probably didn't hear about it. Uh, but no, they but have been well, very no, active the, the Oregon, prior to now. I cover the Oregon Firearms Federation all, all the time. And yes, they have been the leading voice in the state against uh, ballot measure 114. But what I'm uh, let me let me clarify, John, my my comments here. What I'm referring to directly is a lawsuit to stop challenging the constitutionality of it before it got qualified. I think that was highly in order. I didn't see a lawsuit filed. Maybe it was, John, and if I'm wrong, let me know. I mean, Kevin Starrett's a good friend of mine. I talked to him the other day when 
I introduced him at the Kim Thatcher fundraiser uh, in Kaiser. And, and, you know, the maybe he's just trying to preserve what amount of money that he has since he's getting no help from the NRA on fighting this, apparently. Maybe he's just trying to preserve all the money that he had to for a campaign. But seemed to me that somebody should have filed lawsuit that it is unconstitutional on its face and could not be certified. And, and that's kind of getting to Art's point. Right. Okay. Okay. I was under the impression that a lawsuit had been filed. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it hadn't, yeah. or, or maybe it has well, I'll been. I'll get into that. And John, uh, I, if you would, and please get back to me on that. You can email me or call. Okay. Cause I want to know. I will. I will do that, Jeff. Thank you, John. I truly appreciate it. Appreciate you listening and your contribution. Friends also want to thank uh, our great sponsors of this show. Freedom Heating and Air. We got a whole bunch of hot days coming. And if your air conditioning system isn't working, just get it fixed because it may be a problem when it gets really cold this winter, too, in terms of keeping you warm. Call them at 503 580 1456. 580 1456. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. Freedomheatingandair.net. Ron, you got uh, about a minute and a half. Go. Yes, I was going to say basically. I'm going to have to hold you over. (laughs) Sorry, I was wrong. Hang on, you and Kathy, hang on. I'll get you on the other side of the break. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. There is a pretty good piece in Willamette Week on Christine Drazen's life and her rapid ascent to the brink of the governor's office. The subheadline is her strategy for success in a state where Republicans are outnumbered. The only way to win is to not play. What does that mean? Interesting, isn't it? It's all very interesting. There's a governor's debate tonight, so uh, make sure that you're tuned into that. I'm going to be leading a meeting tonight at the Oregon Executive Club up in Portland at the Portland Airport Shiloh Inn, where Mike, Mark Thielman is, and his lawyer are going to be talking about their lawsuits in favor of election integrity and transparency. Tonight, 7 o'clock, Portland Airport Shiloh Inn, including the latest on several lawsuits that are happening, election integrity uh, in Oregon. I also want to thank Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, for being one of our great sponsors. You're looking for a contractor you can trust, truly, to come into your home and do a great job, quality work, and not make your life miserable? He's your man. 
Go to RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. Let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, thanks for hanging on to, uh, through the break. Go. Okay, make a long story short. There's no way you could have fought the case in Measure 114. I was there on the last day. They tried to outdo everything by not having public in that building. So I had to rush over to the unemployment office to use online. And it, what the most important thing you got to realize, it violates McDonald's versus Chicago. But you cannot get nobody in this state with any bullocks to fight against it because it could have been stopped. Could have jumped in with the New York uh, Rifle and Pistol Club against Bune right now and could have been a joint associate of that and we've been, been done with it. But nobody has the bullets to do that. And that's why it makes me so mad about certain people in this state. They represent and just think, Krispy Kreme Christie's coming to the state this Saturday and I have no use for them. Just like Hogan. But we need prayer. We need some people that the Lord will bring up out of the remnant and stand up for us, the people. Because the devil think he won, but in reality, he lost. But we gotta act like lawyers and stand for the convictions, show up on the last day of the election, and vote. Don't wait to, don't vote early, last day, Go by the elections office and put your ballot in there and vote no on all the measures from 111 to 114. They're junk. They're enablers. And at the same time, people got to stand up and vote Republican, not for the blue jackass. That's all I got to say. Love you, brother. And thank you, Ron. And you're 100% correct, folks. Do not turn in your ballot until the last day. Let's overwhelm the algorithms in these machines that uh, demonstrably are not only hackable, according to the Attorney General of Oregon, but also are inaccurate, as has been shown in numerous elections across the country, and I mean just recently, folks, in 2022. By the way, there's... um, Kate Brown is pressing for tax credits for high tech. Now, why would that be? Well, because she has to try to keep the high tech industry here in Oregon. Because they're leaving. They have been. Instead of building new facilities here in Oregon, because we have a government bureaucracy run by Kate Brown by incompetent bureaucrats, largely, not all of them, but most of them. And there's not enough land available. Well, why would that be? Because Oregon's bureaucrats at the state level have created a system where it's almost impossible to build large facilities for high tech. And Kate is salivating over some of that $260 billion in the CHIPS Act passed by Congress, which is actually not a bad thing because what it does is it gives money to high-tech companies to do what? Well, to build chip-making plants in in America. Kate wants some of that money for Oregon, but we can't get it. Why? Why are they going to Idaho, Arizona, Idaho, Ohio, 
other places. I'll tell you why. Not just because they can get land there for them, but because of tax laws. So now she wants tax credits for high tech to try to overcome high taxes, high regulation, crime, murder, rapists. Democrats have been in charge, not to mention high inflation. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is why um, Christine Drazen is leading in the polls. Now, those of you who are Christine Drazen fans, as you know, I am not. You should be ecstatic that Betsy Johnson's in the race. Because virtually every poll shows with Johnson out of the race, if they ask the question, now let me qualify that. Drazen loses. Because Betsy Johnson has taken a whole lot of unhappy Democrats away from Tina Kotek. There's a new Drazen ad that hits Tina Kotek hard over the sexual harassment scandal of representative, Democrat representative from the uh, Portland area who had to resign, Diego Hernandez who has alleged that Tina Kotek wouldn't give him the information that he asked for. Oopsies. It's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. And you got a Democrat senator out of Ashland, Jeff Golden, who used the N-word in books that he wrote. He used it a lot. Where's Black Lives Matter when you need them? Hmm? They're just not around. Where's the critical press when you need them? Well, they're not around. Not a big deal. Then there's a story about what has happened to Portland. Well, we know what's happened to Portland. The radical left took over, defunded the cops, 100 consecutive nights of violent protests and riots. And the person responsible for defunding the cops, Joanne Hardesty, is losing by 30 points her reelection. Because the reality is the leftist defund the cop, knee-jerk reaction to Black Lives Matter, the murder of George Floyd, blah, 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 was the reaction that actually hurt communities of color, as they're called, minorities. And I think the people of Portland have figured it out. We'll see in large measure. We'll see. Hey, folks, if you're looking for natural pain relief, look to CBD from ProBioscience based in Salem, a great Salem company. Go to their website, hempandcbdoutlet.com and use the discount code FALL, the word FALL, F-A-L-L. They get a 15% discount on anything you buy from hempandcbdoutlet.com. I'm back tomorrow, and I hope you will be, too. Watch the governor's debate tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. You tell me how you think people did, and will it make a difference? Tomorrow's Freedom Friday.